Hello everyone, welcome to the 5 Minutes Podcast. Today I like to talk about something that most of the people do not like talking about or do not care too much about talking about is the end and how to manage the pain of the end. So why it's so complex when a project comes to a closure that you do a proper closure. And for me, what is very important for us to understand is the human behavior behind the beginning and the end of a project. So when you are starting a project, you are starting building, creating something. It's extremely exciting. It's playful. It's a happy moment, right? So imagine you and your family decide to build a new house. It's nice, right? It's very nice. It's cool. It's a happy moment. But when it comes to the end, it's very painful on everything. Because the end means loss. The end means feelings, fears, pain. I like to do an analogy that is just for didactical reasons. Did you see when a baby is born? A baby is born, okay? And it's just happiness. It's just joy. It's just excitement for the parents, for the family, for the loved ones. It's not so common and we do not handle very well when we lose someone we love, right? When someone passes away. It's not the same feeling. It's not common to see people very happy and excited when something like that happens. Because it's human behavior, because we do not handle the loss. So, for example, let's suppose you are listening to me and you are a project manager or a scrum master or whoever working in a large project, okay? For example, you're doing a digital transformation, just to, not to take a construction example. And you are working for the past two years, two and a half years, three years, like crazy on that in the team, trying to digitize everything, trying to organize everything, revisit the business model. And suddenly that big project is coming to an end because it's done. What is the feeling? It's the feeling, okay, what I will do after that? What will be my job? Will I go back to the same desk I was working two and a half years ago? Uh, probably your desk is not there anymore. And it's life. It's just the way it is. For example, if you are constructing a very large dam or a very large airport or a very large infrastructure and you mobilize 10,000, 15,000 people around that, you build a city. And suddenly people start the partying, people made friends, people work it together. And these The pain of the loss is very high. And this is why it's not uncommon when people start delaying things to not finish the project. We call this syndrome of 99%, but it's very common because these feelings are very strong. So you want to make it survive. One day I said one thing that was very... I would say polemic, but for me, I try it to say something from my heart. For example, when you see that your company is not viable anymore, many people, they try the hard way. They try to do whatever they can to make it grow, make it, it cannot die. It cannot die mindfully. And at the end, what you do? You just shred a lot of money, create a lot of pain for the same death. Because the business is not viable anymore. 
It doesn't matter. You are selling something that the population does not want to buy anymore. This is just a simple example, okay? So what I said is when you fail, even when you fail, when things go wrong and you need to close a business, close it in a mindful way. And how do you do that? First, you need to understand how the mobilization will work. So you don't say, oh, people, now bye-bye to everybody. No, you need to prepare a transition so people can benefit and prepare themselves for the future. Second, you need to communicate. You need to communicate to the society. You need to communicate to the authorities. Whatever, saying, look, we are the commission that plant. We are the commission that work we are doing on that city. We are finishing that massive project that brought a lot of revenue and a lot of prosperity to that neighborhood because now the project is done. So you need to communicate because if you don't communicate, you will build and pile up resistance on the top of resistance. And third, you need to understand that even when you leave, the product, the project will be there. So there are actions on warranty, support. For example, let's suppose you build a massive team to do a digital transformation. At the end, you need to have people that will sustain that environment because problems will arise. If you have a power plant, you need to have equipment under warranty. You need to have maintenance. So I'm talking it's operation, but you need to understand that this should be transitioned in an orderly way. Otherwise, people will not even know, okay, where did we buy this from? So you cannot even try to use a warranty. And I saw this, okay? I saw this. In many public projects, we see that. We see that, that there is no tracking of what happened during the construction. So when people start running, people don't even know where this come from, where this equipment or where, why we did this, why we built these walls, where is the, I would say, the foundation structure. So we need to be very mindful on that. And I want to finish this podcast by telling you that this can work the same way for you, for example. So let's suppose you want to leave your job. Let's suppose you want to finish your work on that project. You need to have a strategy to do that. It's not just saying, oh, I'm angry today. Bye bye. Because there is a lot of things that can be destroyed and destroy things is far easier than build things. So next week, I will use this analogy and I will talk about what is your exit strategy. How do you implement an exit strategy that is professional, that is competent, that is damage-free, that you don't leave just throwing everything away, that you are mindful with the community you are working with, you are mindful with the people you are working with. And this is something very special for me because very few people think about that. So I want you to think this week on that. And next week, let's talk more about your exit strategy.